1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Doctor Joe show. That that was very interesting.
2: You got really like some nice deep bass. Well, you know, we
1: just had that. uh we just had Levitate here last weekend and I, I feel like performing.
2: And you are right on stage wonderful and you're so musical about it i
1: might jump on the style stage next uh next year I <laughs> did you notice great. that the
2: yeah, style stage i, I saw like that
1: i <laughs> did you notice that spelled differently so but i can't take okay. credit
2: well but it was wonderful the style stage was right there and i said the this is where this guy belongs
1: yeah
2: up someday. on stage
1: someday someday when i grow up that's gonna be too long that's not happening no. so
2: you're gonna <laughs> say no. you know cuz I I have four children but my wife has five because she counts me yeah. as one of them so we we have an incredible show that we, we were continuing to talk about music we were talking about community but today we have in studio mm. a remarkable human being oh thanks. thanks absolutely one of one of my a, pe- a person who I am honored to call a really good friend same our chief of police mm. Chief Tavares, oh thank you. It's
0: a pleasure to be here.
2: It It really is. It is just so great having you here, and and the reason I I really wanted you here was because, you know, we were at this festival last weekend. You Mm -hmm. know, Dan Hassett, you know, uh, and Sarah Horton put together this amazing festival, Levitate Music and Arts Festival, and there were I don't know thousands and thousands of people there, and what was impressive was, of course, the music, the the community, the crowd, but really. What your team was doing there, Chief, policing. I mean, it didn't feel like policing. It was just from. so. That's why I really wanted you in here because we know that that so many times right now in our United States, in our America, and in our in our world, the police are not given the credit that they are due, and that's part of why I absolutely wanted you here because it was a spectacular, spectacular uh occurrence it was a spectacular way to show how a town can can have a police force and it doesn't feel like a force well
0: thank you i I couldn't agree with you more it was a fantastic event and uh, over the course of three days with 40 plus thousand people attending um there wasn't one single arrest that's amazing (laughs) there wasn't one single fight
2: not a single fight this is exactly it
0: it's amazing. It certainly is, yeah, but we don't do it alone. Uh, we do it in partnership with an, with our state, federal, local, uh, and uh, county uh, law enforcement officials, but we also do it in partnership with our community members. Uh, the Boys and Girls Club were a big help this year, and other town departments like our fire department and, and DPW. Uh, it was a, a team effort, so um, we don't do it alone.
2: Yeah, and, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the IM approach, you know, which is... The idea that everyone's doing the best they can, uh, influenced by four domains. Your home, the social domain, the biological domain of your brain and body, and the IC. How do I see myself? How do I think other people see me? But the two rules of the IM are because these four domains, home, social, biological, and IC interconnect, a small change can have a big effect. But the second rule is because everyone is interested in what you think about them, and you're part of someone's home and social domain, and you have an effect through the IC domain on their brain and body because you know it feels differently when you feel treated with respect or disrespect. This means you control no one, but you influence everyone. And I think the influence of all these, how many? 40,000? 30,000? Oh, there were 40,000 plus. Right. We're influencing each other in a way that is exactly what the i am is about it's about respect and value and that leads to trust and there you are surrounded by strangers but you're just having fun and enjoying something a shared experience and how you and your team kept people feeling safe and secure that's part of what i really want to talk about because that is an enormous influence great you know so let's let's talk a little bit about this um how how do you even begin sort of training your team about what the approach is
0: well every year we get better and better and uh, we have after action reviews and we learn you know what went well um, what didn't and what we need to approve upon so I believe this was the seventh year that levitate was in effect and each year we're getting a little bit better at it Um, the venue is a little challenging uh, just because of where it's laid out AND the, um, THE ROADS THAT ARE THERE AND, and THE um, PHYSICAL SECURITY OF CHAIN-LINK FENCES THAT uh, COULD POTENTIALLY BE CUT. THAT'S SOME CHALLENGING THINGS. Uh, BUT, uh, YOU KNOW, WE GO TO WORK ON THIS PRETTY MUCH RIGHT AFTER. WE WORK ON IT ALMOST ALL YEAR ROUND. AND WE REALLY START GEARING UP MEETINGS IN FEBRUARY FOR OUR concert THAT HAPPENS IN JULY. AND WE BRING IN OUR STATE, FEDERAL, AND COUNTY, uh, AND LOCAL PARTNERS um, to all these meetings in preparation of this, including uh, Dan Hassett uh, attends every meeting, and his security t- team attends all the meetings. And um, you know, it's you know, repetition. You know, the more you do it, the better you get at it.
2: Hmm. But it was it was phenomenal. But but what's the actual focus? I mean, how how did it determine what worked, what didn't work? I mean, it's been going on seven years. So what's different? you think this year than was maybe in the first or second year okay so last year our major problem was um,
0: traffic and parking and people were getting stopped at the beginning of the field so just prior to entering the uh, the fairgrounds which created a, a backlog of traffic um, so we uh, moved that further down inside the parking areas and uh, additionally we utilized parking we hadn't utilized before some certain fields uh, and, and we Utilized uh, the middle school and high school parking areas and bused people in, and the mm-hmm. buses um, brought lots of people into the area, but we didn't have the traffic from the cars. So that was new this year. Uh, additionally, we brought the ABCC in, um, the Alcoholic Beverage Commission, and they um, assisted us. and We uh, seized approximately 87 uh, fake IDs for people that were under the age of 21 mm-hmm. that normally. Would have been able to purchase ID, uh, purchase alcohol with those IDs, but uh, they weren't able to do that. And we believe that by, you know, taking those IDs away from them, it prevented problems as well. Um, Working with uh, the FBI, uh, they provide intelligence about, um, you know, if there's any threats um, or the lack of threats, and we're in continuous contact with them and uh, the state police uh, bomb techs and. BOMB DETECTION DOGS are, ARE ON SCENE WITH US AS WELL. SO WE'VE ENHANCED THOSE. And, AND ACTUALLY, THIS YEAR WAS THE FIRST YEAR WE HAD OUR OWN DRONE. Uh, WE'VE HAD ONE FROM THE SHERIFF'S DEPARTMENT, SO WE ACTUALLY HAD TWO DRONES ON, ON, um, on uh, AT THE LOCATION. YEAH, WE
2: COULD SEE THEM FLYING AROUND, mm-hmm. YEAH.
0: AND WE USED THE uh, MOBILE COMMAND CENTER TO, YOU KNOW, WATCH OVER A large CROWD OF PEOPLE um, FROM THE AIR. WOW. Uh, ACTUALLY, WHAT ELSE IS NEW IS yeah uh, THE FAIRGROUNDS ITSELF, um, installed cameras for the first time, so this cameras throughout the fairgrounds, on the building, on all the exits, entrances, and main areas. So that was also new this year. It, it's amazing. I mean, this this police
1: department, I got to tell you, is is um, it's groundbreaking in my mind. So I, I've seen a lot of different police departments. So you obviously see a lot of things on the news, but Chief, through chief's leadership you know I mean levitate is just a scratching the surface of what he's done with this community and how the community has embraced the police department and the police department has embraced the community and and they work so well together and it's just you know you hope that all communities will follow suit but it seems like he's way out in front of it way out
2: I mean I I I remember several years ago it wasn't about levitate but remember we had a a murder in Marshfield Mm -hmm. and I remember you saying WITHIN, I DON'T KNOW, HOURS, WE ARE GOING TO GET YOU. Mm, yeah. YOU'RE NOT DOING THIS IN MY TOWN. YOU'RE NOT DOING THIS HERE IN MARSHFIELD BECAUSE WE ARE A SAFE PLACE, BUT, but WE'RE GOING TO FIND YOU, AND YOU DID. WE DID. YOU KNOW, uh, BACK TO, YOU KNOW, WHY, HOW DOES
0: THIS ALL WORK, WHY IS THE RELATIONSHIP uh, SO STRONG BETWEEN THE POLICE AND THE COMMUNITY, IS THAT um, WE, um, WE FOLLOW THE BASIC PRINCIPLES OF POLICING. Basically, the skeletal structure of policing—it's all back to the basics, the very, very basics. And uh, Sir Robert Peel uh, was the—you know—he became known as the father of modern policing. Um, and in 1829, he established the Metropolitan Police Force, um, and they, they were called bobbies after yep. Robert Peel. So, oh, is
2: that where the yeah. name came from? That's—that's that's British term yeah. for policemen, a so bobby. And he wow, had—I didn't um, know that.
0: Yeah, and cool. he had three core ideas and nine uh, principles of policing and you know uh, my philosophy we go by those and that's why i believe makes us so successful we just go back to the basics and um, i'll just tell you that uh if i could just read number seven please seven principle to maintain at all times a relationship with the public that gives the public uh reality to the historic tradition that the police are the public and that Mm. the public are the police Mm. the police being only members of the public who are paid to give full-time attention to duties which are incumbent upon every citizen in the interests of the community, welfare, and existence. So the people of the police and the police of the people—we're the same. Right. We live here. We work here. We all share the same um, concerns. We all have the same problems. We try to provide uh, solutions. We live together. We work together. We play together. We eat together. We're one and the same. Where did
1: that break down from from 1800s? You know uh, you know aside from marshfield police department and what they're doing right yeah or or when the awareness started to happen with community policing okay versus you know 1800s like there was there was a line there was a line of demarcation yeah. between the government and the people and what ha- where was the breakdown
0: so i i think there's been a number of incidents that have happened uh, over a long period of time that have created mistrust um that have created um there's been corruption in police departments. Uh-huh. There's been abusive powers, um, and that's because what else we do with the Marshall Police Department is uh, this five pillars of success. For, and, and I and believe me, we we are, this is our solid foundation here. Number one, you have to hire the right people. Yeah. We thoroughly vet them out. Um, number two, um, we have to train them properly. Um, number three we have to supervise them the right way number four we have to have the right policies in place and number five when and if they screw up they need to be disciplined and, and discipline has to be both positive and negative so hiring the right people having them supervised trained the right way having the policies in place supervised properly when you don't hire the right people and they're not trained the right way, and they're not supervised, and they're not held accountable is when you run into problems. And when you run into problems, which th- that creates the divide that you know this when there's no transparency in a police department and things want people want to hide things, and um, when there's uh, allegations of uh, abuse and uh, corruption, um, that's when you have uh, the, some of the problems that we've seen in other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell, yeah. So hiring
1: the right people, number right. one. I mean, that's true in any business, but I would think in the police department it would be yeah. more important because you don't want somebody to become a police officer for the wrong reasons. Well, he, right.
0: he, here's my thought on it, okay? When, when you do see things that go wrong in police departments, when you talk about inappropriate behavior and stuff like that, it's not that we hired the right person and then suddenly they became right. bad. Mm-hmm. It's we're hiring bad people that mm-hmm. have continued to be bad. Right.
2: And who aren't being held accountable. Correct. We're, you know, really beginning to explore deeper into how the police are integrated into the community. But I think the the, the message is that it's not an integration at all because there shouldn't be a separation right. between yes. the police and the community. It's not like how do you integrate people into the community. They are the community. Right. right. That's right. But here you are, you have this job, and the job is Really what, um to keep people safe? Protect and serve, right? Protect That's and right. serve. So I'm just wondering how that affects me and, and I wanna get into the biological domain of the IM. Remember the mm. IM four domains, home, social, the I see, how I see myself, how I think other people see me. That last part affects the biological domain of your brain and body. True sure. about how are you feeling and especially something called the cortisol response, which has to do with stress and anxiety and i got to tell you i i was there the the first day waiting to get in to levitate and i'm in line and there's a there's a policeman police officer and i just started to think what's it like for this person Mm -hmm. knowing that there are going to be 30 or forty thousand people in this small enclosed space they are vastly outnumbered and they have to keep the peace and i could not wonder what is it like for somebody to experience that what happens to their stress to their anxiety their cortisol so I'm wondering chief if you can if you can maybe comment on that Is there anxiety in trying to keep the crowd in quotes controlled you know I am I, um, I was there
0: for uh, the entire event all three days um, pretty much from start to finish and um, I didn't have uh, any anxiety whatsoever <laughs> love, it. I, uh, love it I you know I, I was uh, confident um, in uh, our training that we've done, in our preparation that we've done, in in the plans that we had in place for pretty much every possible thing that's thinkable and maybe even unthinkable, hmm. um, because we you know we believe for the most part if things are predictable, um, for the most part they are preventable to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was confident. Uh, I was confident in uh, our ability to respond to anything, um, and I wasn't worried about 40 plus thousand people. I was worried about maybe one person. Um, out there that maybe had an axe to grind or wanted to uh, try to become uh, famous.
1: Mm. And,
0: um, you know, we plan for that and we train for that and um, we're prepared to respond to that. So the the anxiety, yes, uh, making sure that everything is set up properly ahead of time. Uh, There is certainly a certain amount, but no, because the the concert, um, the patent of uh, success has really been, this concert has, the theme is peace, love and happiness and not to cause trouble. And it, you know we saw that we didn't see any arrests, we didn't see any fights, and, and that's exactly what we had with with a nice, uh, great crowd. So that's a yes and no question.
2: Mm-hmm. And do you think part of the the culture of Levitate that that it's peaceful and it's a community um, is is that enough to sort of calm the police who potentially? To get all stressed out
0: oh absolutely i mean we've done we, uh, we've deal have done <laughs> excuse me we have dealt with uh angry mobs of people um on occasion and that does create anxiety and it does yeah. cause you know frustration and it causes um all kinds of issues when you're dealing with a uh, passive uh c- you know calm crowd you can take a calm approach to that and uh, we treat people the way that uh, we'd want to be treated and it's a mutual respect thing uh, until such time that uh, that has to change but that seems to work
2: right and and again from the biological domain there are things in our brains called mirror neurons where we mirror other people's emotions and other people's responses and so absolutely if you're in a situation where somebody is being respectful you're much more likely to be respectful in return but if you're faced with someone who's very angry, this is where the I am approach comes in. Because you could activate your mirror neurons and become just as angry. Or you can step back and use the I am and respect why the person is doing what they're doing. Again, look. Look again. Respect. And figure out, okay, so the best they can do is be angry, but I'm not going to go there. Is that... Part Absolutely. of the training Absolutely. as well. Our job is to de-escalate situations yeah. and not
0: escalate situations. Yeah. You know, it's not one of those things where um, if somebody's uh, you know angry and um, you know they're causing a scene, that we want to combat that with being more angry, right. mm. And more violent than them. No, we want to de-escalate it, and we want to try to find the under you know the underlying problem. Uh, we want to resolve that. We want to take a calm, uh, cool, and collected approach to that. And uh, that diffuses the situation rather than, you know, escalate it, which, you know, oftentimes um, when you do that, you, you don't have to um, get into any physical force mm-hmm. uh, because that's the last thing that we want to do.
1: Mm-hmm. It must be very challenging sometimes, though, when somebody's combative and their behavior is, is off the charts.
0: It, How to... it, it certainly is, uh, but um, when you hire the right people and they're trained the right way. Uh, AND YOU KNOW, THIS ISN'T THE FIRST TIME WE'VE DEALT WITH IT EITHER. SO uh, UNLESS YOU'RE A NEW OFFICER AND YOU'RE BY YOURSELF, um, THERE'S USUALLY A VETERAN OFFICER THERE THAT COULD, could STEP
2: IN AND um, KIND OF LEAD THE WAY. AND SO YOU ALLUDED TO THE FACT THAT SOMETIMES, and, YOU KNOW, THERE HAVE BEEN CROWDS THAT HAVE NOT BEEN QUITE SO, so CALM and, AND COOPERATIVE. WHAT HAPPENS THEN? WHAT DO YOU DO?
0: WELL, uh, WORST-CASE SCENARIO, um, YOU KNOW, THAT'S WHEN you know, ARRESTS OF THE MOST TROUBLED PEOPLE um, START. AND um, WHEN YOU IDENTIFY WHO IS CAUSING THE MOST PROBLEMS um, AND YOU TAKE THEM OUT OF THAT SITUATION, THINGS USUALLY CALM DOWN. BUT THAT'S A LAST RESORT. I MEAN, WE REALLY DON'T WANT TO HAVE TO DO THAT. Um, WE WANT TO TRY TO RESOLVE THE UNDERLYING ISSUES and, um, AND, YOU KNOW, WORK TOGETHER. AND THAT DOESN'T HAPPEN VERY OFTEN. Uh, when when you are met with that you know resistance like that
2: yeah no it certainly hasn't
0: i can't i you know i i know that it's happened but to be honest with you it's been so long um i can't even give you an example of it happening right but, in but, Marshfield.
2: That, but that again talks about you and your leadership right why did you decide to go into policing to begin with okay uh well we're gonna skip a little great bit, question but but down to the influence of the home domain and sure so uh,
0: number one I enjoy challenges okay Uh, okay number two I've always uh, been that person that has always wanted to uh, you know put the missing pieces of the puzzle together and kind of figure things out I used to enjoy watching unsolved mysteries on TV Mm -hmm. Uh, number two I I always enjoy um, I helping people I I like to see people smile I like to make them laugh Um, and um, I don't like to be trapped behind a desk uh, inside all the time, I like the freedom of um, you know being in you know being able to go outside, inside, move around, do different things every day. I like I would like every day to be different as opposed to doing the same thing every single day. But I can tell you that uh, probably the, th- the third reason, which is the number one reason um, I decided to get into policing and become the police chief, is because I did have, a series of negative interactions with law enforcement starting at uh, age 18 um, it started with the death of my father um, and law enforcement officials were uh, at the center of the investigation of that hmm. and um, it created um, some real real strong feelings on my end about the police and they weren't good ones and um, you know just a few months later I was falsely arrested wow. for disorderly conduct and it was supposed to be dismissed and it wasn't and it um, turned out there was a warrant out for my arrest. And I got arrested down here in Marshfield and subsequently spent uh, the weekend in jail for a default warrant on, a disorderly. on, a, charge, on a disorderly charge that I should have never been arrested on in the first place and should have been uh, dismissed uh, other than a, a mess up at the, uh, at the court. And then um, probably the last that was always, that was right in that same time frame was I was uh, brought into the uh, Quincy Police Department, interrogated, as being the South Shore slasher
2: uh, responsible what? for
0: um, rape, murder, oh and uh, stabbing victims in Boston, Quincy, and Milton. When was that? Uh, that, was in the, uh, that was in the about 80, 1988. Wow. So what I'm getting at is that I've been on the other side where I've been falsely accused, uh, falsely identified. Um, I've, been the, the of, um, I've been the victim of I've been the victim. AND I DIDN'T PARTICULARLY um, LIKE WHAT I SAW. AND I HAD uh, REAL NEGATIVE FEELINGS ABOUT LAW ENFORCEMENT. AND THAT'S WHEN I DECIDED TO DO EITHER ONE OR TWO THINGS WITH IT. ONE WAS TO DO SOMETHING POSITIVE WITH IT AND uh, CLIMB THE RANKS AS FAST AS I COULD AND BECOME A POLICE CHIEF. OR TWO WAS, uh, YOU KNOW, TO SIT THERE AND COMPLAIN ABOUT THINGS AND Mm -hmm. DO NOTHING ABOUT IT AND BE NEGATIVE and hate law enforcement officials for the rest of my life
2: and you chose a road that is going to be so influential because um, you could have gone the other way as you right. say
0: absolutely you very know? very easily because at the time i was an only child i had just lost my father and um uh, my mother didn't handle it well um so i was uh really by myself other than my friends
2: powerful powerful things I, I so appreciate you sharing these things with us because it's always been an interesting question for me at least is what motivates someone to go into policing or, or any of the fields that uh. they decide to go to sure. and to be able to take those negative experiences and make something so positive about it again it, it, it I, I just feel really lucky to be in Marshfield me too. You know. oh thank you. I'm really lucky with, to with you here to be uh, employed here. Um,
0: you two are fantastic. This community is is the absolute best. I every day is an honor and a privilege to serve this community, and every single day. I, you know, I don't do this alone. I have what I believe to be you know the best men and women in the business uh, that work for this community, and we um, they give it their best every day.
2: Chief was kind enough to tell us a bit uh, more about his dad and how this. Motivated him to go into policing, and I'm wondering whether you could just repeat some of that for uh, us. Sure. Uh,
0: basically, okay. uh, what I said when we were off here was that uh, my my father um, uh, had one sibling, uh, my uncle Jerry. Uh, the uh, poor Portuguese family from Plymouth. My dad had it, uh... quit school in ninth grade to help support the family, working in the cranberry bogs. Uh, he had never um, had any run-ins with the law enforcement. He had no criminal history. Um, he was the the best parent uh, he he you know you could ever ask for. Uh, he worked three different jobs um, just to have enough money to you know help help us. And um, you know there was uh, uh, an incident that happened and the law enforcement officials were uh, at the center of it um, back in uh, nineteen eighty seven. Uh, he was forty five years old at the time of his death. I was one month into my eighteenth birthday mm. and. Um, There was an initial opinion about what happened, and then there was uh, a second opinion uh, that differed from the first opinion. Um, So, um, you know, the the bottom line is is that uh, he died, and uh, that gave me the motivation to become who I am today.
2: Hmm. Do you know, uh, in general, other stories about other? Folks in your force that you would feel comfortable without, you know, naming names. About what is there? Is there an overall motivation? I mean, do some people go into this like you because say, you know, justice needs to be served and it's a good thing, and I'm I'm not going to let the police force be seen as a corrupt place, which just alienates everyone. What's the motivation, is in general, of, of folks? Do you think?
0: You know, I I think my uh, situation is unique. Um, and maybe it's not, I, I'm, I'm just not aware of anybody else in mm-hmm. my profession that uh, has gone, so, gone through, you know, all the things that I've gone through. Um, my men and women, um, you know, I've interviewed almost every single one of them because I've been here working for the town for 31 years now. Right. Uh, you know, it's the willingness to want to help people, to be, you know, to be part of the community and uh, to protect the community and, um, uh, um, I I I don't know of any other reason um but that's the motivation yeah the you know the challenge of the job the the fact that every day every day is different you're not stuck in an office you could be on the water down the beach um you could be you know you're inside you're outside you you know every day is different um you know and just servicing servicing the community
2: yeah
1: Hmm. I am
0: interested um to keep talking about this with chief
1: about you know what other police officers motivation is I I think I would say, by and large, it's all good, right? Yeah. They're all doing, they're all joining the police force to serve and to protect. But there are those, those, um, you know, bad seeds, but like every profession, right? I mean, there's a few in my profession, I think. I hear jokes about them yep. uh, and, and I'm two. sure they're in yours as well with yep. bad motivations and over prescribing or what have you. Um, But by and large, and I know Chief has done a tremendous job interviewing and screening and and recruiting the right people for this community, making us, what, the sixth safest community in the entire nation? Is that what I read this year?
0: Yeah, that's correct. Uh, We've gone from 79th safest in the United States of America to 61st to 36th to 14th. 14th again two years in a row and last year the uh the sixth safest community in the united states of america with a population of twenty five thousand people in more. <laughs> did the you <laughs> not know that Dr. i did Joe? not
2: know that well you
0: know it
1: because you wake up every day feeling safe
2: well right? that is true because it's the second rule of, of the i am right can, i love going to work and i love coming right? home can i just jump in real yeah, quick because this ties in right ahead so
0: we were talking about sir robert peel and yeah. uh his three core ideas and the number one uh, core idea is that the goal is preventing crime, not catching criminals. If the police stop crime before it happens, we do not have to punish citizens or suppress their rights. An effective police department does not have high arrest stats. Its community has low crime rates, hence, mm. us being the sixth yeah.
2: and 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 that's part of the community wanting to be a community right. and looking out for each other and saying, hey, I'm not jealous, I'm not envious, I, I'm not suspicious and i and i'm going to trust people that is remarkable and that's part of what we're talking about folks that's why we wanted to spend these last few weeks talking about community and about levitate and about you know how we can remind ourselves that we are human beings who just want to be with other human beings Mm. that's what we look for the ic domain is saying Everybody wants to feel valued, and the see domain is the way we do it. How do I see myself? How do I think other people see me? We all want the same thing. I I think that that is remarkable. The sixth safest city, town of over 25,000 in the United States. Correct. And we've yeah, <laughs> baby, yeah. That does. That's us. That's all of you folks out there. That's and right. And that means every town can do that why not why can't every town be a safe town right okay
0: yeah. exactly that would be the goal right that would certainly be the goal
2: so i i i think i cut you off you were going to add something else about about the safety about the community about policing utopia the utopia of it
0: no i just think that uh you know when we're looking for police officers we're looking for brave men and women that are trustworthy honest fair and are willing to help others because um you know we um want to serve as role models who treat others with kindness but we also want to inspire people like you said maybe not control but we can influence people that's right to do the right thing to make positive decisions
2: even when nobody else is looking yeah that's the most that's important the part to do it when you're not on camera right what about this whole camera thing I mean I, I know it's not not something we're necessarily going to talk about but seems that we're talking about it what, sure. do, what, what do you think about the the new trend of having you know, cameras on policemen.
0: So, um, you know, it, you know, the police are um, a government official. We're paid by the taxpayers, and um, you know, there should, in full transparency, uh, you know, th- there can be um, there can be some problems with that when you're dealing with you know victims of you know. Um, Sexual assaults and different things like that. So there can be some privacy issues. Mm. Um, it, it, it creates, it can create um, a major burden for public records requests and storage of, um, you know, those video feeds. Mm. Um, but overall, I mean, if it were, if you were able to simplify it and boil it down to, you know, our offices act as though there's a camera on them. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right.
2: um,
0: That they're while they're working anyway. um, There's plenty of cameras that are out there that are at businesses and in different locations anyway. Um, And every single person on the on the street these days, every every phone has a camera on it too. So um, you know they're told to act. Properly and to assume that they're constantly uh, on video, but uh, you know, actually having a, a video camera on them as, as, far, as, as far as a uh, body cam, I know that it's uh, it, it's, it's a costly expense, and um, you know th- there can be some issues there. But the officers should be a- acting as though there's a camera on them at all times anyway, and you know, um, for full
2: transparency, that right. you know the public should see what we're doing. They're paying our salary. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is about trust. Right. And, and for those who've heard the show before, we know that trust is based on a neurochemical in the brain, a brain chemical called oxytocin, not oxycontin, yeah. but oxytocin, which is that chemical that's released when somebody says you're amazing. And I, I really hope that every one of the folks in your force and your police squad felt oxytocin, that they felt appreciated. The other day, um, we we had this huge storm here and um one of the roads that I used to to go home was closed. And there was a, a police officer there directing people down another road. And I I stopped my car and I asked him, I said, Were you at the festival? And he said, Yeah, I said, I just wanna thank you because what you did was just so great. It just made everything so enjoyable. And I could see he just it just felt good, you know, right. and, and thanked me back, you know. That's what, it's, THAT'S WHAT IT'S ABOUT. IT'S ABOUT right. TRUST.
0: YOU KNOW, I, I, I GOT TO TELL YOU THAT uh, WE'RE REAL FORTUNATE IN THE TOWN OF MARSHFIELD. Um, OVER AND OVER AND OVER AGAIN, WHENEVER WE'RE f- FACED WITH SOME TYPE OF ADVERSITY, um, THE PUBLIC HAS COME TO THE POLICE STATION. Mm-hmm. THE PUBLIC HAS, uh, YOU KNOW, YOU CAN SEE THE COMMENTS ON FACEBOOK, YOU CAN SEE the, THE LIKES THAT WE GET. BUT THE PEOPLE THAT DROP BY THE POLICE STATION WITH, YOU KNOW, COFFEE OR, or CUPCAKES OR COOKIES, yeah. uh, THE LETTERS THAT WE RECEIVE, THE CARDS THAT WE RECEIVE, you know, about uh, less than, uh, not quite four years ago, uh, in, th- in three days, we had three lives lost. One by water, one by fire, and one by murder. Mm. And, um, you know, the community held an appreciation for us at the Central Fire Station, and they cooked all kinds of food. And, um, mm. you know, we're involved with all the civic organizations in town, all the kids' sports or, uh, organizations. Um, you know, we've got a great partnership with our schools and all our town um all our other town departments. We're involved in all kinds of social events, all kinds of fundraising events for different people. And we're just, we're part of the fabric of the community. We are completely immersed in it. So, uh, and every day I get positive feedback from everybody. Uh, You guys have always, uh, you know, uh, given us, um, you know, our credit, um, you know, when it's, when well, it's well, due it's always so it I mean that's the thing do. I mean you
2: guys and and, and that the, part of why I really wanted to, to have you on the show um, we'll, we'll be talking a lot more in the, the next part but it, it has to do with with how can we recreate this this amazing so every community so every community uh, everywhere and you were talking off air again about the different types of police chiefs and how this can influence the way the department is so
0: can absolutely we... yes well okay. let me just start by saying one yeah. of the one of the big reasons why the Marshville police department has been so successful is because the uh Marshfield police chief position is a, a, a 4197a mass general law S- civil service strong police chief and what we've been able to do is maintain a strong consistent philosophy over a very long period of time uh, I've been police chief now almost seven years. My predecessor was police chief for 28 years, oh, wow. and he was my mentor. Yeah. So we're going back, um, what, wow, 34, 34 years,
2: 35 years of a
0: long-term, consistent philosophy. Right. We, we uh, I believed in what he believed in, and um, we've managed to carry that through for over a long period of time. When you have, uh, when you don't have that same. Long-term consistency in other police departments that might be in 90, uh, Chapter 4196 or 97. That's not they serve at the will of the selectmen, or they serve um, you know by contract. At you know, Mm -hmm. I'm here until I'm 65, unless um, they find a real good reason uh, you know to to indict me and get me out of here. Right. (laughs) So I'm able to do what's in the best interest of the community, without worrying about the political. outside influences meaning you know if 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 I was uh, didn't have this the safety and the security of the job that I have now and I was dependent upon a three-year contract and say uh, a member of the community of one of the members of the board of selectmen said you know Phil we don't want you to talk about um, you know the drug issues that are going on in Marshfield because it, it's gonna uh, hurt our property values and I wouldn't be able to go in the direction that I wanted to if I felt like I was going to lose my job mm, uh. so Hmm. The best protections for the police. I, I
2: just want to intervene. My guess is you would. <laughs> that, that you, well, Bill Tavares, be, being who you are, would not uh, bow to that sort of political pressure. Well, they, th- thank you. I you was are. just
0: making a general statement. I, I, but, I certainly I wanted to nice put that to out there. Have that, yeah, but
2: I, but it is nice not to have. But I wanted to put that out because I don't want people to get the misimpression that if there was that sort of pressure, you would lose your ethics. Oh, I no. just don't see that value at all, no. and I just want to put that out there.
0: And I don't know any other police chief that would, right. but I'm just saying that that is uh, something that is a concern. So, so well, why, why isn't
2: every town
0: York. like that?
2: I mean, why why are some towns, you know? Well, you know, some
0: some communities, um, there have been some problems, and, you know, you do want to go outside the police department, and you do want to bring somebody in from the outside because it is needed. Hmm. Um, but uh, when it's not, and you have, the, you know, the right people in your own backyard— um, and, um, you know, they've been, you know, like I said, I had 31 years with the town. I started out as the assistant animal control officer. I've held 11 titles. <laughs> and here I wow. am. So um, that, you know, it's, it's when you're dedicated to a community um, and, and the prize is at the top and you don't have the opportunity to get it, then that can create morale problems. And then when you have morale problems in police departments, that's a whole other set of things because that will spill over into the community as well. And that will affect the partnership Uh,
2: and do you think that that is happening nationally I mean because let's face it I mean in the news you don't you don't hear about you know a chief Tavares in the news and the culture that he's been able to help create and maintain we hear about all the horrible things that are happening and 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 the conflict between a community and police and what makes better news though well You know that's true. If it bleeds, it leads. Right. It's the news, but but it's still there. Yeah. So, what what do you think is going on? Why why does that happen at all? From your point of view, as, as, a, as a inside. You know,
0: there's there's you know a bunch of different reasons for it. You know, and I think some of it has to you know some of it has to do with how you were brought up and, and the, your you know how your family views. Um, law enforcement um so back to the home
2: domain so the mm-hmm. home domain has an influence on how your children are going to be seeing the police right? yeah y- exactly how you and teach to see and the how police, you teach them right? to see the police
0: and, 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 and you know I'm not you know, this is in the same uh, thread of what you're speaking about you know we deal, we're talking about you know nature versus nurture mm-hmm. and um, you know th- there's all different kinds of reasons um, you know some people have had horrible Experiences with the police, you know, v- you know, there have been some police officers uh, in the in the throughout the nation, um, very few actually, considering how many there are out there, right. um, that have um, crossed the line and done right. the wrong thing. But certainly, you can't paint all the police offices throughout the country with the same brush just because one person um, did something stupid. It just gets highlighted so right. effectively
1: because it's the same as what we were just talking about. Of course, there's. Bad seeds in every profession, right? But it just seems like the news loves to grab onto those bad
0: yeah, seed and, police officers. And there's a, um, there's also, you know, I, 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 see that there's been a lack of um, respect for authority, mm-hmm. and not just with police. You know, I, I see it with some, some kids with their parents, mm-hmm. um, and th- with their teachers, um, with the people that employ them, um, and obviously with the police. So I think it's a lack of respect for authority overall, not just with the
2: police. Mm. So how do we recreate this in every community,
0: Chief? You know, I, I was, I've i often been told, you know, if we could uh, bottle it and sell it, um, you know, we'd be rich. Because, you know, um, here in Marshfield, um, we're in uh, January be year 25 without a grievance from the union. Wow. You know, the police officers, uh, there's nobody out injured on duty. There's no abuse of sick time. There's never been an MCAD complaint that I'm worried about. There's never been an um, ethics what's complaint. What's MCAT? Uh, mask yeah, uh, Commission Against Discrimination. Okay, we don't have any of those complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, you know. So our offices are, you know, trying to do the right thing all the time, and uh, the community supports them from our town government to our, um, you know, the rest of the community.
2: But there's got to be some way that we can bottle it, or at least you know scale it, at least teach it, have people come here. I mean. If we're number six, there's, you know, a few folks ahead of us. I'm not sure that's the right way to, to phrase it. Are the top 10 towns ever well, getting together and just talking about how do we disseminate this information?
0: You know, there's a lot of good communities that are around here and a lot of really good police departments. Uh, you know, just because they're not the sixth safest in the, in the United States might, might mean that they just don't have the population of 25,000. Right. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of our neighbors are very good uh, police departments, very good uh, communities, and for, for, for real. And, uh, you know, I'm the past president of um, Southeastern Massachusetts uh, Police Chiefs Association, which is five different counties. Um And I'm the past president of you know Plymouth County Police Chiefs. so I, I know um, these communities, I know the police chiefs, and there's a lot of really good police departments um, all around us. Um, and they all for other reasons, you know some of the same reasons and for some different lea- reasons. but uh, again, with the leadership, this you know we're fortunate to have some really good police chiefs throughout our
2: region. What happens when there is a trauma? What happens when a policeman or a policewoman or an officer? is confronted with something that is clearly outside what we usually confront what happens then? how what, what's,
0: what's sure the- we offer them stress uh, de- debriefing okay and um, they'll meet um, through uh, a series of um, series of meetings they, they'll t- they'll meet with each other they'll talk with each other they'll be offered the employee assistance program Um, We stress mental and physical wellness here in the Marshfield Police Department, and we try to have a nice balance between work and and our home life. Um, We have a CrossFit workout um, facility in our our garage, and uh, we're always, you know, encouraging officers uh, proper nutrition, proper rest, uh, and, um, you know, exercise. And, uh, you know, we also educate them on the subject matter, um, you know, to be aware of those things because, you know, police officers have high levels of, of stress that lead to alcoholism divorce and suicide hmm. and uh, we don't want that uh, we want to take care of our offices and we want to give them all the tools that they need in place to be successful we want to see them flourish we don't want to see them fail
2: and is that stress you think because they are in communities where they are not seen as valuable members as, as respected members but as people who are simply enforcers and therefore that control is resented and and feared you
0: know i don't i don't i don't think that any of my offices feel that way in marshfield no no i'm saying that but absolutely yeah i i think that the stress that we see is when there's a major event and you know there's um horrible things that we see smell and hear and then we have to deal with i mean mm-hmm. I, I think you've you've read my article on Um, a knock on the door Um, and it's, mm -hmm. you know, the worst thing in the world is knocking on the door in the middle of the night telling a parent that their child is dead. Uh, There is no amount of money you could ever pay me to do that. It is absolutely the worst part of our job and that is so stressful and that is so horrible. And so many times I've I've done that myself because I just think that it's just absolutely
2: the worst possible thing I can ask one of my offices to do, you know. But Uh, again, that says so much about you, Chief. Well, thank you. No, it it really does, you know, because I think some people get you know, very, very inured to it. They, they, they see so much tragedy that, you know, it doesn't matter to them. It should never be that way. Right. I feel that way in in my field in psychiatry and medicine. That, um, I I still feel a lot of things when people are telling me their stories. Mm-hmm. But you can't th- become numb. No, the day you become numb, the day you should stop.
0: No, we're all human, and and that's it. We have feelings. We're not just a cold uniform that you know that um, doesn't care and doesn't have feelings. We are people. We are right. the same people that you know are your family members. You know, you sit next to um, in church. You you know you're shopping with. You you know. We're all the same.
2: That's, that's what it is. That's what the I am is saying.
0: And what's uh, success, Doctor? Success
2: Joe? is when you love going to work and love going home. You know, um, granted, for some people, success is, is having enough food and, and being able to wake up in the morning. But in general, I feel that if you can love going to work and love going home, you feel valued. Yeah, it sounds like places, his officers. You know, Maslow's Mes- theory of hierarchy. That's right. And it sounds like you're, it's like you're saying, Mark, saying your officers feel that way. So I I just want to thank you again for... Oh, no for, need. For policing our town but Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel I think policing is probably the wrong word it's just being part of our town and and us all being here together we are one town it's Marshfield when we were doing the override we said you know who are we and where are we headed that's who we are but we're one species it's called humanity and we can all help each other stay safe absolutely by respecting and valuing each other because that's what leads to trust respect leads to value values to trust when you trust someone you're not worried that they're going to come in and try to take something from you right you're much more much more eager to share that's so, right so thanks so much for being here thank you, Chief. Good? thank you all right folks we'll see you all next week on next the dr week. joe show
1: vincent Gogh.